T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy, happy Saturday and good morning. It is time for another fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Are you ready? Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek joins us with uh, Bucky's on our mind. Mm, are we going to get a Bucky's in Marion County? You bet. Carl will elaborate right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Zalek in the house. Good morning, Carl. How you doing? Good morning from the land of the free just down the street in Marion County. Right, right. Well, you, you still have traffic lights. They're just yeah, not, a, just not, not as... every corner and always red like they are here. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have our settings turned down to walk. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, that's how they, the bicycle and the walker beats yeah. the, the Maybe car. it's on moped mode. That's what I think you guys are on, moped mode. Yeah, yeah, they're on something, that's for sure. Because <laughs> of the college. So, hey, first of all, uh, man, the big news to me yeah. is Bucky's. Bucky's, huh? All right, so everybody loves Bucky's. They do. So let's talk about the resistance. Have you had people to go, oh, no, hell no, not here? <laughs> you know, I every other time there's another gas station coming up, you know, maybe a little 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. you know, or Circle K or something coming typical, in. typical, yeah. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing with another gas station? Oh my gosh. But the Bucky's is incredible, right? I mean, it's a destination. It's not a gas station. It's it's something where people will come uh, from all over the place. And all right, so, so Bucky's was on the agenda. They actually pulled their thing from the agenda. They're still working on a traffic study. So it will be back in probably that? a month or so. Bucky's. Oh, okay. They're doing um, a traffic study. Yeah, well, they have to do a traffic study and put a few more things in place. They're working with DOT. You know, as as you know, the interchange there, as it's coming to well, it's fruition. It's coming anyway. It's coming, yes. Yeah. And and they bought that property, and, and so they're just working a few more details out with FDOT um, so that we they want to make sure that their entrances and exits and all that stuff line up right and do all that stuff. Let, so me, let me give awesome. them some sage advice, okay? Yeah. More lanes are better than fewer lanes. Just saying that. <laughs> just, just putting it just out there. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Um, no charge from Bob Rose. No yeah, charge. There you go. That was a consulting now, fee. Can I have like a diamond award now for that great sage information? What yes. is the diamond award, by the way? So, yeah, really cool. We received the diamond award from the East uh, uh, Central Florida Regional Planning Council. It's um, 
it's one of those things that we're a part of, and it's a state of Florida uh, deal. They have uh, the regions put in place, and um, the agency received many submissions, and we won uh, for the Florida Crossroad Commerce Park. So we're Ooh. being recognized even across the state. Uh, the governor has been here a couple times, um, and it's been a great opportunity to really tout Marion County. Uh, when the governor came down here, uh, actually, you know, less than six months ago, visited the WEC, uh, all those kind of things. It, it was really so great. So it's now see. the WEC. The WEC. Yes, the everybody World knows what, Center. Yeah, I know what it is. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I just want to make sure everybody else knows. You know, we, we can make up a name. Yo, we'll hang out at the WEC. <laughs> I'll see you at the WEC. I'll see you at the WEC. You know, uh, the Yellow Pony, Bob. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go there. Is that the place inside? Yeah. I've been yeah. there from what I remember. You, you, oh, not all of it. <laughs> what do you mean, not all of <laughs> you it? You don't remember all of it. I remember seeing you. Oh, okay. And that was pretty much the end of it. <laughs> But that's a different story. Uh, um, all right. So uh, tell me about this other um, area that was developed as home to these distribution warehouse manufacturing. That's kind of what the award was about, was your planning and all of that, putting right. that together. Yeah, okay. kind of putting together a real plan for a commerce park, uh, the Florida Crossroads Commerce Park, which is right off 484 where that big Dollar Tree uh, was that we landed about, uh, what, about three years ago now. Uh, the largest uh, strategy location and truly shovel-ready park, ready for enterprise and business to come and bring their uh, their, their folks. The area has been developed uh, as a home to a multiple uh, distribution warehouse manufacturing and the ability to reach a population of more than 13.3 million within a three-hour drive or less. And that's what makes that logistical hub so powerful. What's going on with the Mary Sue Rich Community Center? So we just opened the Mary Sue Rich Community Center. Uh, it's located off of 1812 Northwest 21st Avenue. Uh, what a, it's, it's incredible. I mean, this place is beautiful. Uh, we're taking a, a bunch of folks on another tour today. It's got a library, basketball courts. I mean, uh, the city of Ocala did a tremendous job, and we partnered with them as the county to bring a branch of the library there as well so that, you know, students after school, whether they're playing basketball, they need a book, they got to go to the gym, whatever it is, you know, uh, the city has done a great job providing that uh, space for the community. For the community of all yep. ages, senior, 41,000 square yeah. feet. I mean, that's fitness nice. equipment, indoor walking track, two full basketball carts, library, multi-purpose room. Um, they even have, I think, a cooking studio to teach people how to how to do some of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't even know all of it, but uh, we're learning more and more every time we get to go over there. One of the big local holidays, of course, is coming up, Marion County Day. Yep. Mark your calendars. That is March 25th. I'm sure you'll have some of the usual fun stuff. Yeah, it's from 10 to 2, as you talked about at the um, at our, over there at McPherson. our McPherson Complex. Mm -hmm. um, we'll have the kids' zones, the bounce houses, the food trucks, all the stuff. The really cool thing is, you know, you can take your kids through, learn a little bit about Marion County history. We have the memory lane. We'll have local arts and crafts, entertainment. It really is a tremendous day. What's this romantic evening you're putting together for couples? I didn't know you guys were in that business, yeah, but it sounds you know, good. Hey, Tell me man, more. I, you know, well, the romantic kayak, uh, Valentine's Day, hosted by Marion County Parks and Rec. Uh, speaking of a cool thing to do, did you know that Marion County Parks and Recs will have a romantic kayaking event for couples on Valentine's Day? So Tuesday the 14th at 530, uh, participating couples can meet over at KP Hole um, over in Denellen. The kayaks will be launched at the ramp at 6 o'clock for a two-hour ride. 
So if you're interested and you want to do something totally yeah. unique with your special someone, uh, 352-671-8560 is the number to call. Get in touch with our Parks Department, and you can do something truly unique for your special someone. Citizens Academy, isn't that already starting? Um, yeah, we got the Citizens Academy. I think it get kicked off. Um Oh, March 12th. Make, yeah, March so 12th. it's almost up, um, and it's a wonderful opportunity for, for people to come and really learn all about Marion County. So if you're interested, you know, do you want to know what, what happens in solid waste, utilities, engineering, how does my road get patched, how do the trees come down, how did this happen? We explain all of that through this uh, Citizens Academy. It is a great way to get engaged to see what your community and your county, how it really serves you. But you don't have any police powers. You can't graduate from the Citizens Academy, get a little badge, and then knock on your neighbor's door and give them the what for, can you? No, but you could get hired. I'm sure we're hiring code enforcement officers. (laughs) You see what Bob had in mind, though, obviously. Turn neighbor against neighbor. The power of the government. Welcome to East Germany. Yeah. Good job, Carl. I'll build a wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's been tried. Oh, good. Hey, always uh, good stuff. For more information, MarionCountyFL.org. And then you could search from there for... Pretty much anything you need to know about Marion County. Yeah, whether you need a map or you need a romantic session on the KP River and the hole over there. At Don't the, wink at when the, you say that to at, me. Okay, okay, on the Rainbow <laughs> River. Uh, or you want to get engaged in, with your government. We have it all. Or, or you can contact my office at 438-2300. Great stuff. Marion County Commissioner Carl Zalek on the Bob Rose Rewind. Don't go away. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Blaze Angolia, State Senator, e-verify enforcement the governor is going to get tough on that also uh disney might not enjoy reedy creek the same way they used to that more coming up on the bob rose rewind 97.3 the sky We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
It's another day in paradise, my friends, and the Bob Rose Rewind is rolling right now. Our guest, Blazing Golia, state senator. We're going to ask him about E-Verify and also Reedy Creek. That's all on the table right now. Let's talk to him on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Senator. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. We know uh, Senate District 11, Citrus, Fernando, Sumter, and part of Pasco County. So these counties, a lot of residential stuff, but there's still a lot of ag there, too. So I want to ask you about the E-Verify enforcement, the non-compliant companies that uh, you all have been dealing with, but also how this could affect the ag sector as well. So as of right now, uh, unless local ag companies have a contract to do business with the state of Florida, they won't be affected. So what that bill, what the law that the governor is referring to is years ago, we passed um, a bill that said that if you do business with the state, have any contracts with the state, then you are mandated to use E-Verify. So these companies, these six companies, and now there's five left that still haven't responded to this inquiry, those companies have some sort of business with the state. Now, having said that, you know, um, um, it's my opinion that we need to have a full E-Verify, even for private companies. So if that passes, then it would affect ag uh, communities. But look, this whole immigration issue is just an absolute um, mess. We wouldn't be talking about ag companies. We wouldn't be talking about construction companies or other companies if the federal government would actually get off their butt and fix this problem. And by fixing the problem, I mean closing the border so we're stopping the inflow of all these illegal immigrants, but also fix the legal immigration system. And until they do that, a lot of this is just it's a non-starter in terms of uh, conversation. The analogy I've used before is people want to argue about, you know, what to do with uh, immigrants that are that are here, et cetera, the DACA program, all that. I said, look, it's like a house. Don't worry about rearranging the furniture until you repair the giant gaping hole in the roof and the roof being the border. So uh, will we make any progress, do you think, toward doing something about the border? Well, I'm hopeful with the new Congress, but the bottom line is the Biden administration and their open border policies and the people surrounding the um, President Biden in the White House and their just radical ideas of open border. I'm, I'm not hopeful that anything is going to get done, but you have to put the immigration issue in context. This has been festering for 50 years at the federal government. It's been a refusal, and quite frankly, it's been a refusal on both sides of the aisle. Both parties have refused to actually stop the issue. And I always go back to Barack Obama when he was president. He had the Senate. He had the, um, he had the House. They could have passed anything that they wanted, and they chose to pass Obamacare. They could have very easily um, chose to fix the illegal immigration system. Well, I, you know, I'm probably a little older than you, but I was still a young man. And I remember in 1986, Reagan signed the immigration bill. It would allow uh, basically an amnesty and a pathway for about 3.2 million illegals at the time. And they said, you know, some people aren't comfortable with this, but let me tell you, if we address it now, we'll never have to address it again. Those words will forever live in my head saying, what will be different this time when they had it all put together then and they failed? Well, Bob, if you remember, so that is a very, very good point. And I often bring that up to people when discussing this issue. But if you remember, um, that was supposed to be step one. Step one is Reagan compromising and saying, hey, OK, we're going to give amnesty to everyone who is here. But in return, 
we're going to have immigration reform where we're going to fix this system so it never happens again. That second part that was promised by Congress never happened. And that's why we're in this situation again. So this is kind of, in some ways, you and the governor and others in Tallahassee kind of stepping up and filling in where they dropped off at the federal level in 86, which is the use of E-Verify itself and penalizing companies that won't get with the program. One of these non-compliant companies, I think, is a cruise line, which I thought was odd because if anybody was a was a friend to the cruise line during COVID, I thought it was the governor. Yeah, I don't know the specifics of what each company did for the state and what their contract looked like, so I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that we need to stop in whole creating these um, magnets. Um, we know that people want to come to the United States because they want a better life. We, we know that. But if the states keep on creating these magnets that attract the people, and one of those are businesses that are willing to look the other way when they're hiring um, uh, illegal and undocumented um, workers, we really need to close that also because when the federal government sits there and doesn't do anything, it's going to be up to states for us to do something, and that's going to be just as important. So my belief is the state needs to do any state, not just Florida. I want Florida to lead on this, but we need to do as much as we possibly can to take away those incentives from people coming here illegally. Tell me about the, uh, I know there was a back and forth between, uh, uh, say, the governor, and then uh, Disney decided they were going to get involved in politics, and uh, they promoted that bill that they like to refer to as the whole gay, gay, gay thing, which we know is just looking out for parents, being able to see what the curriculum was in their in their schools. And and so we get it. But that uh, that started, uh, you know, kind of a dispute. And it turns out that Reedy Creek, which had been a sweet deal for Disney, might be going away. What's the status now? Well, the status is the governor announced that he is going to um, create a sort of like commission to oversee the governance of Reedy Creek because the governor believes, as many believe, that a corporation should not have its own government. And they've had a sort of had a sweetheart deal that other corporations that are in sort of the same business didn't have. So they had a strategic advantage in the marketplace um, that was given to them by by government. And when you are a company that then attacks the government that's giving you that special treatment, you can expect that special treatment to go away. And that's what we're seeing with uh, Disney. And just look, it's evidenced by their stock price, right? It's evidenced by Disney having a very um, tough time with public perception. Um, So, um, and the CEO happened to, um, I I can't remember if he resigned or got fired. I think it was going to get fired. Yeah, he got canned, yeah. Yeah, because that just goes to show you just how bad, how poor decisions um, um, by a corporation were affecting the corporation in this in this instance in relation to the government um, that they were asking the special favors for. Wow. Uh, one of the things I see in, in the Sunshine State um, is home ownership. How can a younger person pay the incredible rents that they have to pay and be able to save any amount of money and try to get into the home ownership game when those prices are radical and out of control? I know there's, you know, the market kind of does its work, but is there something effective in terms of affordable housing that can be done in Tallahassee that could turn into a win for everyone? So I'm a free market guy. I'm a capitalist. I believe that the free market will solve this problem. The problem that we have, and this is just my opinion, although I think I'm pretty spot on with this opinion because I am a home builder, 
Um, a lot of the issues going on right now with uh, houses being unaffordable are supply and demand issue. A lot of the supply was choked off by government, I might add, um, so that you had less windows coming in, less concrete, less, um, less lubber materials. So when you had all this money floating around and less supply, it forced prices up. My, in, my belief is that we need to get government out of the way as much as possible um, so we can get homes to the market and subdivisions to the market sooner, create more supply, and that will stabilize home prices. State Senator Blaze and Golia on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday. Coming up next, we're going to talk to a blast from the past. Remember when she was the PIO for Alachua County Sheriff's Office? Well, she's back. Captain Becky Butcher will join us next, talking about retaining officers, promotions, and more. That's on the way on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Happy Saturday and welcome. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. Joining us now, Captain Becky Butcher, Public Information Officer at the Alachua County Sheriff's Office. And how do you how do you train officers and retain them? What kind of special deals are going on to get young people involved in law enforcement or maybe just to teach them how to drive? We'll cover all that right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Our special guest in the studio, and she's now a highfalutin captain, but she Ooh. still comes by to talk to us, Captain Becky Butcher from Alachua County Sheriff's Office. Congratulations on uh, uh, being a PIO, which... Thank you. Uh, that's how I met you. Gosh, are we going back how About many years? 18? Oh, is that it? Yes, just 10? Just 10. I was just a baby then. That's why I can't <laughs> really remember. But uh, So congratulations on that. Thank you. Now you can take it easy. Yeah, I don't think there's any real easy gigs, is there, in law yeah. enforcement? No, not really. And, and speaking of which, that's always the challenge, you know? You've got to retain the officers you have. You've got to recruit more. And uh, that brings us to the virtual career fair, which is good for the kids to understand that, you know, mom and dad, they'd like you to get a real job, not the virtual one you have on the couch right that's now. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, Sheriff Watson's really excited. He's uh, excited to announce that we're going to have our now second uh, virtual career fair that's on january the 25th and it's at 3 p.m um again it's it's going to be virtual so it'll be done via zoom and uh, anybody that's interested in joining our team they can go online and uh, join the zoom meeting and they can interact with um, current employees uh, and ask any questions that they wish to about you know specific information what it's like to be in law enforcement or what it's like to to be a civilian employee there's a lot of opportunities that we have available right now and um you know our benefits are great um we have you know civilian positions uh, up to law enforcement positions sponsored cadet positions through the academy so we have a pretty wide range of uh, opportunities that are available to people in the community that wish to join our team so it's like a, a, a scholarship effect if you will in other words if you get hired on uh then electoral county sheriff's office would pay for that that training sure, right that's correct okay yeah, yeah so there are some great opportunities it's not all you know strictly like on the road law enforcement type activities so that's it, right i bet there's a lot i know there's like it even people forget about that it's like nope they need it people that's too right. that's right you all know, right benefits are good the pay is good um if they want more information on it they can go to our website scan the qr code uh, www.alatrasheriff.org 
Fantastic. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but uh, January is move over month in Florida, which, again, I mistakenly thought meant get move over out of the left lane so I can get by. <laughs> but apparently there's more to it than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, you know, the Florida DHSMV is, is deemed January, the uh, move over um, month in the state of Florida. And obviously, it's, it's a very serious uh, violation. As you all know, several law enforcement officers were killed last year for uh, after being struck by motorists that did not move over. Uh, the law requires that you vacate the lane closest to where uh, law enforcement, first responders, EMS, fire, uh, utility trucks, and uh, dump trucks, uh, sanitation, when they have their lights activated. Now, if you're not able to specifically, uh, if you're on a, a four-lane highway such, or three-lane highway, such as the interstate, you need to vacate that lane closest to where they are. And, and in all honesty, you should be able to see those lights far enough in advance that you should say, oh, maybe I need to get over and get away so they can have room to, to do their work. Well, I can't see what's going on way down there because I'm looking at my phone. That's exactly right. And that's part of the reason that this is so important because there is so much distracted driving going on every single day that, you know, this is – this it, look – you know, people don't need to be hit by cars. You need to get out of the way. You need to do your responsibility as a motorist and um, get out of the way. So. And, you know, I'm being facetious. I, I don't look at my phone for many reasons. One is, you know, I ride a motorcycle and I see the people, especially those who are driving erratically, for lack of a better term, sure. speed, fast, slow, getting in the left lane and camping out there. And sure enough, when I peer into the window, they are looking down. They are looking down at their phone, right. and it's frightening. Right. It is. It is. And texting is, is also a violation of the law. So the message is that, you know, if you do see the lights and, geez, you're on the interstate, you can't get out of that far right lane or that far left lane. Um, <clears throat> you need to slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. If you're on a two-lane road, you need to slow down to five miles. So uh, just do your part. You know, we're all here. We're all on the roads together, and we need to be safe about it. Well, and you also, if you're in, an, in another lane, you need to be courteous to allow those people to merge in. So many times I've seen it, I go, look, this guy wants to follow the law. He wants to get out of that lane. I can see it happening in front of me, and people will not slow down. And I don't know if it's discourteous or, once again, they're not really paying attention to what's going on around them. Um, and also, even if it's not an emergency vehicle, if someone's on the side of the road, think of it this way. That's probably someone who knows the least about staying safe on the side of the road. Law enforcement tow truck drivers know they get killed. They, right. they stay clear. The average person breaks down and all they're worried about is, you know, trying to get to AAA or whatever. So, yeah, just pay attention and, and be aware. Teen Driver Challenge, speaking of needing to be aware, uh, tell me about that. Oh, it's a fantastic program. Very, very, very good program. Um, it offers some um, a pretty significant training. Um, for our youth and uh, inexperienced drivers, um, it's free. And uh, the next class is going to be on sat Saturday, January the 28th from 8 to 4 at our Institute of Public Safety out on 39th Avenue. Um, it offers about eight hours of training to deal with, uh, you know, driving off the road, uh, serpentine, basically how to handle situations that you don't normally get trained with through driver uh, driver's education, through school, and it's, it's very good training. Uh, I strongly recommend it. You have to be 15 years old minimum. You have to be able to uh, ha at least have a learner's permit, and you have to bring a car with you at the time. It is fantastic training. Strongly recommend it. Very important. And, and I don't want to kind of hype this part of it, but I do. there are things they'll teach you and maneuvers with your vehicle 
that if you do you know, just randomly on your own, you're probably going to mess it up. You're probably going to get a ticket. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to break your vehicle. They're going to show you effectively how to do this stuff. And it's, for lack of a better term, it's kind of exciting. It is. It's very exciting. So, you know, when you're inexperienced, you don't know what to do. Your, your right side tires drive off of the roadway. You don't know how to react. And, you know, instinctually, you're just going to jerk that wheel to the left. Well, unfortunately, if you're on a two-lane road and you do something like that, it's going to catapult you into the oncoming lane, which could cause a head-on crash. Um, injuries and you know unfortunately sometimes death and that is the one thing that they will teach you you don't jerk the wheel uh, it's just a skill it's a life-saving skill all of these skills that they teach you are life-saving and and invaluable and and if the first time you're going through it is in the middle of traffic for instance right that's too late to learn that's exactly right so again you know the class is offered up on january 28th saturday uh eight to four out at the academy uh if you want to sign up you can go to our website it's under teen programs uh or you can call our juvenile relations bureau and sign up that way but they do fill up quickly so i strongly encourage parents to uh, contact us as soon as possible recent shooting uh majestic oaks i believe this was just last weekend what happened there uh yeah on sunday evening we received a call a, a shooting victim showed up at the hospital and uh, deputies responded and determined through their investigation that it occurred at majestic oaks out on 20th avenue um, there were some um, individuals that showed up there and uh, they had what we call splat guns something i was not familiar with however they're very similar to the old airsoft and playing games and um uh, while they were on scene, uh, someone lit off a firecracker, and sometimes it's it's difficult to differentiate, you know, the firecracker explosion sound from gunfire, and someone misinterpreted that sound, um, came out with a, an actual firearm, shot the car. As a result, an occupant of that vehicle uh, got some shrapnel in his face and was injured. Thankfully, the injuries were not life-threatening, so he wound up at the hospital. Uh, obviously, it's still an ongoing investigation. We have several people that we um, have questioned and interviewed, and uh, as of right now, no charges uh, have been filed. Doesn't mean they won't come in the future, but we're still, you know, conducting the investigation. Shooting into uh, a vehicle, I mean, the only the only time you could ever do that would be in a, <laughs> an extreme defensive situation if they're uh, truly attempting to run you over. Correct. Otherwise, just shooting into a vehicle randomly. I mean, that's... Not smart. No, and, and a lot of times you get a lot of um, you know, babies and stuff been caught in a crossfire. That's I know right. in Chicago it happens, unfortunately... Yeah. Far too often. Yeah. All right. And then you had some big uh, recent uh, promotions. Now, you've been a captain for a while, but uh, I guess there's a bunch of other folks that uh, got moved up in the ranks. That's right. Yeah, recently we had some promotions, and uh, I've, I've been a captain for about five minutes. So, you know, Sheriff Watson is big on um, um, promoting, and he is big on our future at the agency. Um, you know, and sometimes... These things bring challenges, uh, but we can't grow unless we face these challenges head on. Obviously, staffing retention is a problem. And through these promotions, uh, we're looking to keep our agency moving forward in a positive direction. And he believes that the promotions that were made um, are, in fact, a way for us to continue to do that. Um, He's fulfilling his vision and his promise to the community that it will strengthen and improve our agency. And I believe that as well. You know, he says we don't have law enforcement without community and community doesn't have or we're no community without law enforcement. So he really wants to, that wants to, he wants to resonate that, you know, within the community. We're, we're all in this together. It's a partnership. Captain Becky Butcher from Alachua County Sheriff's Office on the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday. Don't go away. Coming up next, we're going to talk to our gun expert and friend, Chris Wagner, about the pistol brace issue. Stay tuned. 
to the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and happy Saturday. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. Last but not least, Chris Wagner, our friend and gun expert. Uh, We're going to ask him about this pistol brace issue. It's important because, well, the ATF basically could turn you into a felon. Let's ask him about it right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? When uh, when Chris is not fishing and taking people uh, fishing, he plays with guns, and uh, he's pretty good at it. Haven't been in law enforcement for many years, teaching others uh, how to you know properly properly utilize a, a firearm. And of course, he was in the military as well. So we we appreciate where you're coming from, Chris. Um, the ATF, the Stabilizer Brace Rule. I guess if you can easily explain what a stabilizer brace is to most of us. Well, a stabilizing brace was designed to be used with what they call short-barreled rifles or short-barreled um, guns to be able to fire them with one hand. It's a brace that fits around your forearm or stabilizes on your forearm in order for you to be able to shoot the gun. But what happened was is people, um, like many things, sometimes abuse them, and they'll, they'll use them as a shoulder-fired uh, type device like a stock. And that wasn't actually their intentions. And what happened was, um, the rules were changed originally for the stabilizers to be considered short-barreled rifles if they're attached to a pistol, and it allows you to fire a basically a pistol, a short-barreled rifle, uh, from your shoulder, giving it a little bit of added stabilization and a little bit more accuracy. Somebody didn't like this at the federal level. Um, obviously, they think it's more concealable. They think it's more dangerous. How it makes a gun more dangerous, I have no idea. But they uh, they decided they wanted to rule on it and ban them and make people register them and fine you for having them and all these kinds of ridiculous things. What they're doing is they're trying to piecemeal together um, rules and regulations without going through the legislative process. And that's where the huge problem comes in. It's not a law. It's a rule, but it's a rule that can cost you. And that's. That's not right. Now they they do give you the option. You could uh, you could register it, and it's uh you know everybody's happy. You just all you got to do is register uh, your firearm with the government. Yeah, we all know how registration works out. What what could possibly be the purpose of a gun registration? I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help stop crimes. It doesn't help um, criminals at all. It doesn't help legal citizens at all. All it does is provide law enforcement and the government with a list of people who own a certain type of firearm. And as the Jews in in Germany found out and other nations around the country, like Australia, when they registered their firearms after their mass shooting down there and they wanted to ban all guns, what it led to was confiscation. And it's simply uh, a, a means to an end. They want to get guns registered so they know who has them. So when they do eventually want to confiscate they have a list of people and addresses and what to look for. And it's just that to me is the epitome of tyranny. Now, isn't there already a gun that is like a short barreled rifle that 
that is completely legal to do it, but you have to have um, you have to pay a federal uh, tax kind of a stamp or a fee. Is that correct? That's correct, and you can do that. Um, the the brace was an issue because it kind of circumvented certain rules and things. And, and like anything else, all rules are tending to be stretched by people, and that's where we get issues sometimes. But, I mean, when you think about it, taking a firearm and banning it because it has a certain cosmetic feature, it does not affect the ability of the firearm to fire whatsoever. It doesn't change anything on the firearm's um, effectiveness as a firearm. But what it does is a cosmetic feature that allows stabilization on shooting. And yes, it can be used as a shoulder stock if that is your inclination, not what it was designed for, but it can be done that way. And, and I'm telling you that the taking cosmetics and using cosmetics like the AR um, rifles because they're black and they've got certain features like a pistol grip and banning them because of that is utterly ridiculous. It does nothing to stop crime. If you're, if they're so concerned about these kinds of things, then what they need to do is learn about what they're trying to uh, regulate. They know nothing about firearms. They know nothing about their effectiveness. You know, they call an AR rifle a high-powered rifle when, in actuality, we all know it fires a bullet. It's only, you know, the size of a 22 in diameter. It's a .223 instead of the .22 like you shoot out of a squirrel gun. Um, it just has higher velocity and more power behind it, and, and that's about it. So people that regulate our rights don't know about the right they're trying to regulate. That's what I think is the most upsetting thing to people who actually try to learn about stuff. And to me, it's utterly ridiculous. You know, our Constitution is very clear. Our Constitution is easy to understand. And when it comes to firearms, why, why are firearms the one thing they're picking on? It's because it's the one thing that the citizens of the United States have, the ability to finally fight back if necessary. And I'm not, I'm not proposing that, and I'm not saying that we need to right now. What I'm saying is it is the one thing that allows us to fight back against the government. So, of course, the government is going to fight back against that. Yeah, and it, it might not be the government. I mean, uh, it was one of the leaders of the of Japan in World War II said, we could never invade America. There is a rifle behind every blade of grass. So it also acts as a deterrent for foreign entities that think they uh, they might be able to uh, have a presence here. Now, in up in Illinois, they've got a uh, Democrat governor, J.B. Pritzker, and he's banning basically assault weapons, or you have the or you can register them. I guess this is all everything we just talked about is the same thing here. The only difference is he signed it into law on Tuesday, whereas the ATF just put theirs in the, the rule book in a federal register. Right, yeah. The Illinois law is blatantly unconstitutional. I've read it. Um, it's bully on its face an unconstitutional law. It's got several things in it that they're going to, the gun owners and the different associations up there that fight for rights are going to take the court. What, what people don't understand is when you ban a firearm legally, when you make something illegal, that does not stop the criminals from getting the firearms and using them. All it does is disarm law-abiding citizens and make them more prone to becoming victims of those people. So I don't understand the reasoning behind this. You know, we all know that murder is illegal. We all know that. We all know it carries the stiffest of penalties, but people still do it. So making more laws and banning more guns or firearms will not make 
actually has the opposite effect and makes those law-abiding citizens who, even though they don't like it, will follow the law more likely to become victims of violent crime. And that, to me, is just stupidity on its, its highest scale. Well, and, and uh, you know, 80, apparently 80 counties, the sheriffs of 80 counties in Illinois agree with exactly what you're saying. And they said they're they're not going to enforce the assault uh, weapons ban anyway. So, yeah, yeah, see, you know, people have a misunderstanding that they think law enforcement is for gun control. And I will be honest with you, having been in law enforcement as long as I have, and you know my stance and your listeners know my stance on all this, the vast majority of law enforcement officers that I know have trained and have associated with over the years are pro-citizens being legally armed. I mean, I don't know where this, this notion of law enforcement, and I think it might come from some of the, the high-profile um, sheriffs and chiefs out there who are administrators and have become politically involved and then basically changed their tune. But if you talk to the cop on the street or the deputy on the street or the officer who's out there dealing with this stuff every day, you know, law-abiding armed citizens are a asset, not, not a deterrent, you know, something banned for law enforcement. Chris Wagner on the Bob Rose Rewind. Captain Becky Butcher before that. Also, we had Blaze Ingolia, state senator, and Mary County Commissioner Carl Zalek kick things off this morning for the latest edition of the Bob Rose Rewind. Thank you for tuning in and supporting what we do. And I invite you to join us Monday morning, starting at 6 a.m. for the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, right here on 97.3 The Sky. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.